Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Ah, that's my getting absolutely screwed over by the medical establishment voice. Woo! <laughs> People thought it was another sheep podcast. They were briefly extremely excited. <laughs> nope. The sheep The sheep podcast will... Uh, mm. mm-hmm. I, I, I make all... no promises about the sheep podcast. <laughs> well, are we going to tell them about the lost sheep episode? No. No, okay. We'll, try, we'll just leave that one. Yeah. This is this this is it could happen here the podcast where uh you you would think that the medical issue is a trans thing and it's absolutely not and it's amazing and I love it uh yeah mm-hmm. it's it's a podcast where I complain about medical issues and talk about other stuff uh with me Ooh. is James yeah uh, I'm a person who complains about medical issues and sometimes Ooh. goes to Mexico to buy drugs so. yay. Legal drugs, medical drugs. <laughs> while we're while we're being recorded. The, the thing this is making me think of is I was in. Oh god, I don't remember where in Mexico I was. Um, I was not very old, but so I, we took a, we took a ferry, and it was I got like so seasick. It was like the most seasick I've ever been. So we had to like go back, and um. <laughs> We so I at this my my Spanish is not great at this time my Spanish was much worse than it is now, um and we have to we go to this drugstore and we're trying to find something that's like an anti seasickness drug and we buy this drug called Vomicin, and we're looking through the 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 thing we find the part where it says side effects and I remember and I look at this and I and I read it and it says hallucinaciones and I'm like oh no and. <laughs> It's like, oh god! It, it, it wound up actually it was completely fine. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did not vomit over the rails again on, on the ferry ride back. I have a good, uh, I have a good inadvertent medicine hallucinogen story, and then we can we can actually do the podcast. Um, <laughs> when I was when I was a bit younger, I was climbing a mountain in Morocco and um, became like extremely altitude sick. Like my fucking nose was just like unleashing my blood. Like oh, it, it no. was a real moment. Um, yeah, I bet I looked great. And uh, so I, I tried to get some medicine. We went somewhere and like. You know, I speak French, but most of the people spoke Berber and, and, and it wasn't a language that I speak at all. Uh, anyway, I received some medicine, which I took uh, in, in the form of, I think, like a powder that I mixed with honey. And I was like, OK, this is unique and different, whatever. Fuck me, <laughs> did I have some incredible dreams. Uh, I just kept taking it because I was unwell. It was definitely opium. Was the, the thing I was taking was like I bought it down and was like, like yeah, this stuff just really helps out with my altitude sickness. <laughs> one of the adults I was with was like, ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, don't do drugs, kids. Speaking of not doing drugs, okay. So what we we are here today to talk about democracy, the opium of the masses. Yeah. So. This this script was originally written in a period where I had spent an enormous amount of time being forced to watch documentaries about what democracy was. <laughs> and my conclusion from all of this is that the history of democracy begins with a mistranslation. <laughs> okay. So, okay, what, 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 what does that mean? The answer is that, okay, the, the, whenever someone starts talking about democracy, the first thing they do is they go like, I'm going to start, I'm going to, I'm going to start. By translating the word democracy. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. The, the the most common translation that you'll see this like like everywhere from like Astra Taylor's like documentary What Is Democracy to just like the thing that's on Wikipedia holds that democracy is derived from two Greek words. Right, you have demos meaning the people and kratos meaning rule. So you put these two together, you get demos kratos, you get democracy. <laughs> I my Greek I, I can't pronounce Greek very well. It's fine, whatever. It's this is ancient Greek. Um, yeah, but you know th- this this means rule by the people. So okay, th- th- this translation has several advantages, right? Foremost among them, it is simple enough to be taught to a school to school children and catchy enough that there's a non-zero chance that like the most pedantic of them will remember it after like the day after the test, <laughs> which presumably is the explanation for why this is the, this is the translation of democracy. It opens every single fucking thing people write about democracy. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, unfortunately for our beleaguered <laughs> grade school teachers and and sort of the, the, sort of the broader populace as a whole, this translation is so blatantly wrong that I have been forced to start a thing about democracy and also about rioting, yelling about ancient Greek. So <laughs> great. Okay, so what 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 is the actual issue here? Um, the the, the actual problem is the mistranslation of Kratos in particular. Mm-hmm is incredibly important both conceptually and ideologically. And the actual sort of proper translation and the the implications of this are worth examining in some detail. So the anthropologist David Graeber, who we have mentioned a lot on this show, Mm -hmm. wrote in in his regrettably very poorly read essay, There Never Was a West, he uh, describes Kratos thus, quote, in this... This, in turn, might help explain the term democracy itself, which appears to have been coined as something of a slur by its elitist opponents. It literally means the force, or even violence, of the people. Kratos, not arkos, the ancient Greek word for ruler, also the root of anarchism, or without, 
Arcos. Yeah. So uh, what, what, what yeah. he's yeah. So what he's saying there wasn't Kratos a dude? Like he he's uh, uh, no, he, a dude. Uh, uh, I've undersold him. An, an immortal dude. Uh, yeah. He's also he's the, the the main character of the God of War games. <laughs> okay, that, that is the thing I so, did not know. And hilariously, that that is like him him being the main character of the God of War games. That is actually a better way to understand what Kratos is than the rule <laughs> by thing that everyone usually translates this at. Because like. Like ancient Greek has a perfectly good word for like rule by right. It's arcos. It's the root of anarchism. It's like an anarchos. It's the but it's, it's a word. It's like the, the the normal thing where you have a Greek derived word where you want to say rule by is that is is arcos, right? Yeah, but like democracy is not that, right? Yeah, like oligarchy is like that, but like like democracy is yeah. specifically kratos, and. This is because what democracy literally means is rule by the violence of the people. Based. Yeah. Well, and this, you know, okay. So, like, this, 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 like, this sounds like I am essentially pearl clutching about translations, but the context here is actually important, right? As as Graeber points out, the sort of you know Athens, which is the exemplar society against which the original anti-democratic philosophers rail. By the way, this is like Plato, et cetera, et cetera hates democracy. Uh, most of the people who you read from sort of classical Greek, like, yeah, philosophy, d- despise democracy, even though they live in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge, you know, not 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 to like whitewash Athenian society, but like these people are like Sparta apologists, and it's like. Yeah. We haven't really. It's funny that people have definitely. I don't know if they've actually recovered Plato or read Plato, or they just uh, get mad when Donald Trump doesn't win elections. But like this whole like this whole like benevolent philosopher king shit has definitely uh, definitely made a comeback in recent years, and it's troubling. Yeah, and and I think I think part of this this is this is another complaint that I've had about sort of like the 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 way that like the sort of like great authors thing is taught. In, in in universities is they deliberately like there was like an in in, 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 in in what in what specific readings they assigned there was like an incredible intellectual effort that goes into making sure you never see the absolutely deranged shit that these people believe like Plato yes. Plato literally worships angular momentum uh, <laughs> yeah. like that is his god is angular momentum um like he 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 he's, like, he hates democracy he loves like Spartan, like oligarchy, basically, like all, all of this stuff is like that's like stuff that like you don't read when, yeah, when yeah. you get aside Plato. It's like yeah, there's, there's a huge like um as someone who's taught like a ton of universities, there's there's this huge fucking impediment to you assigning that stuff. Like I've specifically tried to to assign different stuff in these like writing courses, which which end up being like great white dudes of history, right? Like um that like if you can assign different things but like the cost of of assigning those and that that cost isn't borne by you or the university right it's borne by your students it is massive like even if like for a while there like we would just write like a, a lot of text you know if you take the time as a professor to, to label out the text you can take it to a print shop get them to photocopy it uh and it almost inevitably you need to find someone who's willing to kind of play fast and loose with copyright but still, it will end up costing your students so much more than yep. the the texts which are in the the book that you can fucking auto generate the quizzes because the book also has a website and, and you still get paid like you're doing a job when you're not. So yeah, yeah, and, and bad. Yeah, and, and and this stuff has had you know like this has had sort of profound ideological influences. It's had you know it's it's had sort of profound 
it's had profound influences on like the I mean just sort of the, the the way that like ancient Greece and Rome are like conceptualized. And 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 I, and I think this also really has uh you know it has an it, it makes it very hard to see what was sort of actually going on in in a place like Athens. And you know, a great Graeber sort of points this out, right? Like Athens is a sort of like exemplar uh like you know, sort of it's a, it's a sort of exemplar like it, it is literally like the place for which like like most descriptions of sort of democracy are 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 sort of originally about. And Athens, you know, we 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 are trained to think of Athens as like oh, it's like well, Athens this is like the first democracy or whatever. This is like actually this is actually like a very normal sort of society. And it's not. This is a this is an extremely weird society. Yeah. And what 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 Graeber sort of points out about this, right, is you know, the thing that that is, you know, Okay, so like there have been lots of societies over sort of the the course of human like the, the you know hundreds of thousands of years of the sort of like course of human history, right? That have had collaborative decision making systems. What is very very weird and almost unique about Athens is it has two things put together. It has a decision making apparatus where people have equal say, and it also has a violent enforcement mechanism to impose the will of the people on other people. And as you know, as we'll get to in a second, uh, also impose the will of those people on other people. M- most society, yeah, that 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 turns out to be a very important part of sort of the yeah. Athenian Empire, et cetera, et cetera. And like who the people are. Yeah, is this is this is not yeah. all the people. Yeah, we'll 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 get to that in a second too. Nice. But so so most societies, Graeber argues, either have one or the other of you know having a, having like a, a decision making apparatus where people of equal say. And a violent enforcement mechanism, right? You have a lot of societies with collective decision-making apparatuses that involve the entire community. But the thing is, the, these these processes invariably sort of like develop some kind of consensus process as a sort of expedient to keep the community from just tearing itself apart through constant conflict, right? Because like, okay, it, like if, if you can't actually – without the threat of force, right? You can't actually have a society where – you constantly have really, really controversial decisions being made by like 5149 splits where both sides absolutely hate each other and one side is imposed over the other, right? In in order to sort of like keep your like you know, your like city or your state together, right? You have to actually create political solutions that that, that you know people people not not that they necessarily like fully agree with, but that they're willing to live with. And then you know, this generates sort of like various so increasingly elaborate, sometimes not very elaborate, but, you know, various sort of forms of consensus processes. On the other hand, you have societies with extremely violent enforcement mechanisms, but these societies are almost always incredibly hierarchical and they're ruled either by sort of monarchs or oligarchs who just simply do not care about the notion that, like, people should rule themselves or that, you know, other like other, other people who are not like the king or the body of oligarchs should have like anything even remotely to do with making decisions. And that that's what makes Athens really weird, right? Is that Athens has both of these things. It has a sort of it has like a, a a violent it has a way of like imposing decisions on people through violence. And also it has this principle that like people should be able to make decisions for themselves collectively by, you know, like through 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 a sort of process that doesn't involve them all being ruled by just like some guy and you know what what makes athens and the other and the other sort of greek democracies because there are, there are other democracies in greece over the sort of period that this goes on 
What makes them unique is that, like, the people, quote-unquote, is composed largely of soldiers. As Graeber puts it, in other words, if a man is armed, then one pretty much has to take his opinion into account. One can see how this works in its starkest in Xenophon's Anabasis. I've been, I have now been told by several dictionary sites that this is, in fact, how you pronounce it. I don't know. Anabasis sounds terrible to me, but mm-hmm. it, such is the will of, 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 I don't know, dictionaries. Which tells the story of a Greek army of mercenaries who suddenly find themselves leaderless and lost in the middle of Persia. They elect new officers and then hold a collective vote to decide what to do next. In a case like this, even if the vote was actually 60-40, everyone could see the balance of forces and what would happen if things actually came to blows. Every vote was, in a real sense, a conquest. So what what we're dealing with here, right? In the, this this is this is sort of what democracy is in, in its very rawest form. Is you are dealing with a group of very heavily armed men who need to find a way to convince slightly more than half of the group to agree to help them impose their rule on everyone else. Do you know what I uh, will get you? Uh, do you do you do you know who will fail to pay your mercenary contract, leaving you stranded in the middle of a Persian civil war, which you have backed the wrong side? Vladimir Putin. Yeah, don't take mercenary contracts on Vladimir Putin. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time, and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. 
So, you know, as, as I was sort of saying, like, what we're dealing with here, right, we, we have a group of, of very heavily armed men, and they, 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 need, they need to find a way to make, a, a, you know, they need to find a way to make, like, half of, like, slightly more than half of the group agree with them to impose their sort of rule on everyone else. So in, in, in slightly more technical terms, right, Athenian, you know, Athenian democracy or, or democracy in the Athenian sense is, is composed of two co-determining elements fused together. There is a decision-making apparatus and an enforcement mechanism. The two are co-determining because the structure of the enforcement mechanism, which is 51 blokes with sticks beating 49 blokes with sticks over the head, also <laughs> determines the structure of the decision-making apparatus. Which no longer needs to concern itself with the opinion of everyone in the group as they would in a society without the ability to sort of employ violence to enforce decisions. As long as they have enough people to sort of militarily defeat a minority of the group, right? You know, and you could you could see how the how the structure how how the enforcement mechanism is is the thing that is structuring what the decision making process has to look like, yeah. right? It's the thing yeah. that sort of sets its limits. And this is something that it turns out is very very sort of important. In what a democracy is, the the enforcement mechanism too is also determined by by the sort of decision making apparatus because the people here are armed soldiers. So the the, the fifty one percent that becomes the sort of like basis of 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 the of democratic majority rule, you know, it literally composes the enforcement mechanism itself. And this sort of double co determination is the origin of majority rule democracy, right? The institution. That, you know, in various forms, and we will get into this, like, this has gotten increasingly less and less, quote-unquote, democratic over time. But this this specific form is the thing that has come to sort of define what democracy is. If we look at what democracy is as a political project, though, right, what we see is that the essence of democracy itself is to transform the majority from a simple count of military strength into into a signal of morality. Right. The citizens of democracies and even even a lot of people who are either not citizens of a democracy and live in it or who don't live in a democracy simply believe that it is the moral right for a majority of people to be able to impose their will on a minority. This is this is just, this, you know, this 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 is what this is what forms a kind of democratic common sense. Right. It, it is the thing that everyone believes that is sort of the basis of everything about how a democracy functions. Right. And, you know, democracy is almost never framed this way explicitly except by you know every once in a while you'll get someone who makes this argument who is like i don't know they're a billionaire or they're like you know uh what's his name i i yeah hayek will, will yeah. like like if you press him or like milton friedman for to also will like if you press him will make this argument right which is like no one actually wants to live in a democracy because you know like if he if, you know if, if if we actually live in a democracy everyone will just like increase our tax rate or like marginalized groups will like these are critiques made of the United States as well and it's, yeah. it's like earliest inception right yeah and you know I know what's his name i think it was i think it was john adams just, so some of the early founders like very explicitly this was their argument against like made, made very explicit anti democratic arguments against giving anyone who didn't have property the vote which was like i think the the exact line was if you give people the vote the first thing they will do is uh, erase the debts and redistribute the land yeah, Which and there was I a whole wish. ass rebellion about this, right? <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, I wish yeah. it would have been based. Uh, good yeah, program, yeah. usually. Kind of mm-hmm. kind of messed up in the US where you have to ask where that land comes from. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
Yeah, but like, like you, this, this is an argument you really only ever hear from people who have a, like the only minority that makes this argument are people who have a shit ton of property who are like, oh, God. And, you know, and, and their, their <laughs> thing here is, well, OK, we, we need to make the system less democratic so that people can't take our property away. Yeah. Or give property rights. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, their reason for sort of pointing out that this is what democracy is in theory is really sort of cynical and like reactionary. But. The thing that the, the reason this argument works, well, quote unquote, works with sort of like, you know, with, with sort of libertarians is that this equation of of sort of numerical superiority with the moral right to exercise power is like the key underlying assumption of democracy. It, it is the idea without which democracy simply ceases to function. Right. But but this is something that, you know, people don't talk about democracy like this. Right. The, the the sort of trick of of the democratic system is to ma- is to push the enforcement mechanism into the background, right? When 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 you talk about democracy with like regular people, the thing that they well, okay, they normally they think about voting, right? But you know, any any kind of thing that is like a collective like decision making process, right? A regular person is going to call democracy, and you know, there if that's kind of true, but but you know, if but if 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 you want to sort of get like technical about it, it's not and. There's an there's an incredibly large ideological apparatus that's specifically built up around making sure that people don't look at the way that the that the enforcement mechanism is is as much, if not more so, a, a sort of key element of what of what democracy is than the part where you know where everyone comes together and make it makes a decision that everyone talks about all the time. I was watching an interview with Graeber the other day. That's such the things I do in my free time. And uh, he was talking about uh, like democratic confederalism in, in uh, northeast Syria, right? And he talked about it as like democracy without the state, which I think is interesting. Like it's him using that vernacular kind yeah, of he, definition. So, so okay, so like, I, I th- I'm, I'm, I'm taking a lot of the arguments from himself Graeber wrote, but he, he backs mm-hmm. away from the implications of his own argument. Right, yeah, so, and, and goes back yeah. to... Or be yeah. like caveating. There were, there, and I guess it's worth noting that there are a ton of of like hugely divergent. Like we're not uh, like prisoners of etymology, right? Like like the, yeah, it, the meaning. Like I think it's Rosa Luxemburg who said government is uh, politics in the people's interest or something. <laughs> it's kind of bullshit, tanky interpretation of of like yeah. what most people would see it as. To, like, there are well, these broad definitions, you know, and, and and I think this is something that like like Asher Taylor's documentary, right? Like. You know, the part about that's good, right? It's like you know, there, there's—I forget who says it. But there's this like kind of famous political line that's like, I uh, if 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 there if there is a thing that everyone agrees is good, no one will agree on what it is, right? Like, <laughs> you know, and, and this is something that like you know, you, you, like I, I think I, I think it's it speaks to the power. I think it speaks specifically to the power of the sort of like like the idea that more people be like agreeing with something. Like gives gives legitimacy gives yeah. legitimacy to that thing, which is that like every like like even societies that are like not even like really remotely democratic, right? We'll pretend that they're still democracies, right? Like the Bathists have elections yeah. every sort of like yeah. cycle, <laughs> like right? Like, yeah, I mean, like like you know, this this is a thing I, I think isn't very well understood, but like yeah. like th- this this was also a thing. In, like for example, China has this like okay. Sorry, I, 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 as, as, as I'm preparing to explain this, I'm realizing that the China, like the, 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 the like Chinese government experts are going to get mad at me because I'm, I think, I think I'm about to confuse the United, the United Front with the United Front Works Department. 
But so China, China, like technically speaking, is there are like other parties technically that are kind of oh, remnants wow. from like, you know, for like for example, like the, 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 the left faction of the KMT, which is like the Chinese Nationalist Party. Right. There's there's like yeah. technically a faction of them that's part of this thing called like the United Front. And there's like technically other parties and they have like this like consultative role. It's it's, it's, it's an incredibly convoluted and elaborate system. But, you know, like. That whole thing, and you 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 can find you know like the, the Chinese system is like not it's not democratic in the sense of like you can like vote for someone or like like okay like it's not democratic in the sense of you can make a vote that will make a thing happen right you know and, and to be fair the U.S. is also not democratic in the sense of you can <laughs> cast a vote and make a thing happen right but yeah. th- this is sort of like you know okay like it, it is it is a it is a society that is is less democratic than the U.S. which is sort of astounding. Considering the U.S. like doesn't even have one person one vote, right? Well, we'll get into like republics a bit in a second, but like you know, like Chinese like quote unquote democracy is like not. It has very little to do with like the that, the principle of like the moat like fifty one percent of the population votes for a thing and it happens, right? But but you know, like if 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 you if you look if you look at the sort of rhetoric that you that you see from or and, and the internal justification of like. Like, you know, you, you, you sort of like read Chinese bureaucratic documents or you read sort of like the, their PR stuff. Like they constantly talk about like, yeah, we're going to make a more democratic society because like that legitimacy, the, like the idea of democracy is really incredibly powerful and enduring. And it's something that like even like, you know, st- like I mean, like I don't know, like the Saudis don't pretend to be a democracy really. But like like most of the other like Gulf monarchies have like electiony things, right? Like it, it's 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 an idea that is that is enduring and powerful enough that even people who don't agree with it are forced to sort of like do this pageantry of it and i i i, th- I think that's really interesting and I, and i i think it explains a lot of the kind of i mean especially around occupy but i think it explains a lot of the kind of political movements that we've been seeing over the last about 15 years which is, I th- I think this is also an explanation for why why we see so many riots as as a form of sort as as a form of politics, and why you get these demands that are sort of like, I don't know you you like in the 2011 revolutions and you, you sort of also see this now, you get a lot of sort of very abstract calls for democracy while also doing things that like are quote unquote not legitimate in a democratic society like for example like rioting is is not supposed to be sort of like a legitimate political action in, in a society because you know like there's this whole like a, a because there, there, there's a system under which violence is supposed to be administered administered right like you have a state the state is the thing that's supposed to do violence if anyone else does it outside of that they're like you know they're an illegitimate extremist but okay if if, if we go back to our sort of base definition of what democracy is right Democracy is a collective decision-making apparatus and an enforcement mechanism. It's like, well, what is a riot, right? A riot is both of those things happening at the same time. There are a bunch of people collectively making a decision and then imposing that decision immediately. Yeah. Is it E.P. Thompson who called the Luddites collective bargaining by riot? (laughs) Quite possibly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's often like referenced now and other stuff. Like, uh, like people talk about like, uh, you know, like your hair, your hair that used all the time. I think the the origin of it is, um, or is it Eric Hobsbawm? Could be Hobsbawm. Uh, anyway, yeah, famously the Luddites were called collective bargaining by riot. Yeah, I, I think 
Well, I, 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 I think there is something sort of interesting there about collective bargaining by sort of physical force. You know, it's like the, the decision-making apparatus is happening outside of the sort of normal bounds in which the decision-making apparatus is supposed to happen. And yeah, I, I think, I think there's there's a sort of this is a, there's another I forget exactly which Graber thing this is from, but the, you know the, there's Graber this might actually this might actually be from Zessic about Batman, which is pretty funny. Um, what's but, his uh, what's his take on Alfred's class status? Man? I don't think he. Unfortunately, I think that's I think that's the one thing he doesn't mention. I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure there's no Alfred discourse in it. There's lots of other discourse. He calls uh, coward. Uh, is it Bane? No, he calls. The Joker? He calls one of the Batman villains a Zerzanite, which I think is very funny. Um, yeah, but you know, okay, he, he he has this argument about sort of like, okay, how do you you know? So so the the, the other part of democracy is it's is is the part about the people, right? And this is always a thing that's that's very much in contention. Like, how do you determine what the people, quote unquote, are? And you know the, the structure of Athenian society is is very much determined by who is and isn't included in the people, right? Like you know, women can't vote. If you're a slave, you also can't vote. There are lots of people who are directly under Athenian rule who can't vote and are you know not part of the people, and therefore are sort of like, and and this this, this is in some sense the origin of like the sort of the trajectory democracy goes on, right? Which is that it it, it the trajectory it it goes through is republicanism. Because, you know, like the the the, 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 the founders of the US, right? If, if you look at the, sort of that style of, of fifty of fifty plus one style majority democracy, right? Those guys, you know, as we talked about, like they didn't want a democracy because they thought in a democracy people would vote against their sort of like aristocratic interests. Yeah. And so the what they decide on in yeah, like, like, yeah, it's like, okay, well, all these people own slaves, all these people own a bunch of land, all these people like I don't know, or like bankers and shit. And they're like, okay, so it's, it's going to be a bad idea if we let people like decide what to do with our stuff. So instead, you know, they, they, they go to this Republican structure. And the Republican structure is, I think, very interesting because it, it takes the 50 plus one structure, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it, it abstracts it to the point where like, the, like, your, like your vote, for the most part, basically simply does not matter. Like every once in a while, like a local election, yes. it can do something. But you know, like what, what's actually happening, right? Is is you are like you 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 are selecting who is going to rule you, and th- you know the other part of this is that the enforcement mechanism becomes autonomous from the people itself, because you know, un- unlike unlike an Athenian thing where like everyone's either like on a ship because they're like a, a they're, you know they're part of the navy or they like you know they can go strap on their fucking shield and like plates and grab their big ass spear right and you're know, <laughs> like okay well th- this this is the state right the state is like fucking yeah. jerry and his friend like patroclus or whatever the fuck you know like forming forming a shield wall with the like the shields they have at home yeah. you know but but th- you know and, and that's the thing like in 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 sort of like warrior democracies of that style, like there are there are sort there's like the Kasatria Republic, I think is the name of it. Um, there there are these sort of like they're like you know like there 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 are republics like this, or quote unquote republics like this that that, that exist in in various places in the world. Where you have these sort of like military classes that yeah. you know like do fifty plus one, but those people right the the enforcement mechanism is very is very very direct in a republic. The enforcement mechanism becomes autonomous, and also the decision-making apparatus becomes both. Both of them become autonomous from like the people, quote unquote, who are supposed to be making the decisions. And suddenly, you have the situation where 
you know, okay, if you live in the U.S., right, it is very, very clear that there are lots of things that everyone supports that simply, like, are not, is not, like, like, is not happening, right? Like, you know, I mean, you you, you could look at sort of, like, universal health care, like, I mean, for example, like, you know, another example that we could take that's, I think, for poignant right now is, like, there was a pretty recent study on like what percentage of the population in the U S supports trans people getting like trans affirming healthcare. And it was like 70%. And then, you know, right. and you, but you, but you, know, you look at on a fucking state by state basis. Right. And it's like, well, we'll be talking about this more sort of later, but yeah. you know, on a state so by random. state basis, like, oh, well, that's not fucking <laughs> happening. Right. People are just making it illegal. And it's very easy to look at this and go like, well, okay. So the, 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 the principle of 50 plus one is being violated, right? Like this is not a democracy. Some, something else has happened. Mm-hmm. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One sort of solution to this is to go back to, you know, is is to very literally go back and and ask the question, who is the people? And and this is this is you know, in a lot of ways what Occupy is doing, right? Like Occupy's answer to this is like we are the ninety nine percent, right? It's okay. So like there 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 is a thing that is claiming to be the like the demos in in democracy, which is the, yeah. you know Congress, right? But like okay, Congress trivially is not the people, right? It's at, <laughs> yeah, at yeah, best but- a section of them. It is definitionally <laughs> yeah. not in any in any yeah right. 
you know, and, and okay, yeah, so yeah. You, you have you have lots of versions of this. Like the, the the American one tends to be a lot of people sitting in a square, you know. But like like can, like can, can actually convening a a something that's kind of like a democracy. But even but you know, that's the other thing about it. like is is occupied democracy right? Like they don't have violence as like a political tool, really. I mean, this isn't to say that like there wasn't some weird shady shit that happens, but like. <laughs> You know, like they don't have the ability to sort of like coerce people into accepting like a fifty-one percent decision that that yeah, people like yeah. genuinely can't live with, right? So, so they don't they don't really like they 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 in some in some sense in challenging democracy they create something that isn't really a democracy, right? They they create a sort of like elaborate consensus process, and this is you know, well, like if if the Kratos part is, I'm trying to think of a way. I've been trying to think for like ten minutes, but a way to phrase this, but like if the if the strength and power is like is the people and is evenly distributed among the people as opposed to it's the state and like if some of this theoretical abstraction of the will of the majority of the people then that that leads to a consensus almost by definition right like like if yeah well i mean i think i think the 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 sort of breaking principle here is if you think that it is legitimate to use for a group of people to use violence to enforce something and at that point, everyone is still armed. Then, then you yeah. you 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 get a fifty plus one structure, right? Right. But if if you don't think it's legitimate to use violence to coerce people into sort of like doing whatever the thing is you want to enforce, yeah. then by definition, you get some kind of consensus process. But you know, we we have a system that every everyone like thinks that what's happening, like you know, in some sense, like the, the ideological principle is that like. You know, everyone thinks that what's happening is is you have a fifty plus one system, and that's where the, like the legitimacy of the system comes from. Because like you know, we voted for these people, yeah. but also it's so clearly not. And also like the police are so clearly just this sort of like roaming like bandit force that is like not even like remotely like it, 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 like yeah. they they technically draw legitimacy from the people, but like you know, okay, like what 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 happens if you try to convene an assembly of the people? <laughs> In the U.S., the answer is they beat the shit out of you with uh, sticks and then tear gas you and then, like, start shooting you. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, this, this is sort of, what, 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 you know, like, like this, this is what Occupy proved, right? Which is, like, if if you challenge the sort of the claim of, of, of the government to represent the people, right? Because, like, who, who, who the fuck are these assholes to, like, to be like, hey, no, like, we, we, we are the people. We are sort of, like, the legitimate manifestation of the people. If you want to do anything... Like you have to go through us. Well, it's like okay, so like how how did how did they get that? How did they get that authority? Right. And the answer is yeah. they did it. They did it by staging an armed revolution. Yeah, that, yeah. And that, that that's what their that's what their actual yeah. legitimacy derives from, yeah. right? Is they they want they won the armed revolution. Yeah, and violently dispossessed people of their yeah. land before they did that, like piggybacking off colonialism to do an armed revolution. Yeah, and, and so like okay, but like you know their their legitimacy is incredibly tenuous, right? Like. This gives you this question of how do you determine like what you know, how does a democracy determine what the people are? And one one way that you can make a sort of counterclaim against a democracy is by like physically assembling a shit ton of people in a place and going like we are like physically we are the people and we are going to make decisions. And, you know, that that can that can look like Occupy with like a seven hour meeting about whether where we want to put plants. Right. Or it can look, and this is, you know, you get this a bit in Occupy, but like, or it can, it can look like, you know, here, here are a hundred thousand people, like, they are going to fight, they are going to just like throw shit at the police until the police run away. And, you know, that, that is, that, that, that is a, that is a thing that like we have seen in this country, 
this this will be like another episode, but this 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 was a thing that happened in Mexico in 2006 in Oaxaca, where people basically ran out the police by literally hundreds of thousands of people, sh- like wait wait waking up to a bunch of police like a bunch of police just beating the shit out of like a bunch of striking teachers, and then like picking up a brick and throwing it. You see it a little bit, oh, not really, but like in in like Podemos in Spain, if you're familiar with that, yeah. Like they, they kind of their attempt to have people determine their policy platform. It's not largely a successful one, but like, yeah. Well, I mean, interesting. Obama did that too. Oh, really? Yeah. This was the thing. Obama what? had this job. Like one of what Obama's initial pitches was like he was going to have there's going to be this like online thing where people could vote and like decide on policy things, and he immediately abandoned it. And Podemos also immediately like th- this is this is one of the things that yeah. like th- this is this is like one of the ways you try to like capture this kind of like. Yeah, because what 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 you're, what you're really like when, when when riot police are like fighting like a bunch of people in the street, right? Like what what you're watching is 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 two kinds of democracy fighting with each other, right? You're 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 right. Wa- you're watching a sort of like like you're 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 watching the crowd, which is an you know a, a very very immediate like for like you know literal form of democracy, right? Mm-hmm. Where you know the crowd makes a decision and people yeah. do things, fighting. Yeah. The police, who are like a very, you know, the like the the, the police are technically a, like a, a a part of a democratic system, right? But the police are just yeah, purely yeah. the sort of like like they're, they're they're you know they 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 are the violence by which the people rule, and you you are watching yeah. you're watching these two things sort of like clash with each other, and you know, I mean, I I I, I think I think one of the the sort of like products of 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 the way that republicanism like specifically developed or like republicanism in the sense of like this is a republic not a democracy etc 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 like yeah small like yeah small r but also in the sense of like okay so in, instead of you voting on things directly like you know you vote for some asshole who yeah like, like representative to democracy the police funding. yeah whatever yeah right like that that sort of like unmooring of 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 the means of violence from the people, which was you know which which is the essence of democracy, good or bad, yeah. right? And 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 I would also say like you know that can go like that that sort of like having having violence in democracy, like you know violence decision making being paired together, like that's not always a good thing. That can go really really badly, right? Like you know because like like for example like a race riot, right? Like a, like a, a clan march, right? Is technic like is technically an expression of democracy. Right. It is, you know, it is a group of people convening themselves as the people and then doing an action. And, you know, and you, like I, I, this has been something I've been sort of been forced to think about a lot with the anti-trans laws, which is that like trans people are like, you know, the most optimistic estimate you could like have is like maybe two and a half percent of the population. If you assume there's a bunch of people who are trans and don't know that they're trans. Right. Like, you know. And and if, if if you were two and a half percent of the population in a in a fifty plus one system, it is very easy for fifty one like there there is no physical way that you can have like if if fifty plus one percent of the population decides to kill you all, there's nothing you can do, right? Like there's there's yeah, no yeah. there's no it's amount like, of like voting that you can do that will make you not die because that that's the sort of like yeah the tyranny of the majority or whatever like or like the, yeah uh, yeah have you are you familiar with like the argument against utilitarianism that like the greatest good for the greatest number or the greatest happiness for the greatest number. If you're looking to serve the greatest happiness for the greatest number, if like 10 people get 
two units of happiness f- from beating one person to death with sticks. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> then, like, the, she can't experience as much sadness as they experience happiness. Like, it, yeah, yeah, the yeah. democratic impulse in action. Yeah, and, and, and you know, like, the, the, this is the thing that is, again, what we've talked about, like, is, is normally brought up by, like, incredibly corrupt, corrupt and sort of venal elites who want to protect their status. But, like, it is also, you know, and, like, the, the, this is part of the reason why, for example, the U.S. just fucking puts, like, immigrants in camps, right? Because they can't fucking mm-hmm. vote. Right. Like they're they're not part of like, quote unquote, the people. Right. Like yep. there, there are large sections of the population who are just, you know, like booted from this entire process. Right. Um, this is an argument that William C. Anderson and Zoe Samudzi make in the book as black as resistance, which is that like, yeah, like black people like fucking are not part of the shit. Right. Like they're not a, like a constitutive like part of the people TM. Right. Yeah. And, you know, this uh, they, 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 they call this they call this the anarchism of blackness. Um which is this sort of like it's 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 a position of being like removed as like a legitimate sort of like subject in the state who can you know ex- exercise your like democratic rights or whatever the fuck it's like yeah okay like lots of people have never had this and you know this this even 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 in this sort of like you know relatively egalitarian like you know like there 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 have been like parts of the US like especially the early U.S., right? You have your like sort of like New England Town Council, right? And it's like, well, what is what is your New England Town Council vote to do? It's like, well, it votes to send out the fucking militia to kill indigenous people, right? Yeah. Like, you know, even you you can you, you even 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 when the U.S. has functioned as something that is closer to like a like democracy TM, where like the means of violence and the means of sort of decision making are, are actually placed in direct directly in people's hands, right? Like that doesn't always go well, right. but yeah. You know, but like you know, we 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 have now developed a like, in, in, in we 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 developed a system that has like the worst of every single parts of of every single aspect of this. Right? We're like, okay, so we 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 have fifty plus one as the sort of like legitimating factor, but also fifty percent of the population plus one does not actually vote for a thing. It is possible for like. More than half of the population, it's, it's possible for a majority of the population to vote for a presidential candidate and you get a different one, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. possible. Like, this, we've seen this, like, there's so many fucking elections have had this now, like, two in my lifetime. Like, like, and, and also, also, we have, we, we, we have the other part of it, which is that we, we also have, like, the, the, we, we have the other democratic principle of, like, you should be able to enforce uh, a political opinion by violence. Yeah, we got that in space. Yep, <laughs> and you know, guess, 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 like, guess, guess, who fucking gets to make that decision? It's not fifty plus one of you. Like, no. it's a bunch of assholes in suits and like six cops. Yeah, I think a good way to view the U.S. is like a bunch of landowners uh, made a system where land votes and people don't. Yeah. Uh, it, it, well, and then, and then you know, and then and then they went about making sure that like even if the land does vote for a thing if it's not coin yeah, yeah, subsidies yeah. it doesn't happen like there's 70 yeah, yeah. there's 75 weird dudes in between your vote and anything actually happening yeah which is how you get like this kind of constitutional magic that the trumpists are always trying to do because like it's not actually like that far from reality right there there are like 17 magic incantations that have to get set after you put your ballot in the box and then an old white dude's in charge again yeah, and and but you know, I think like you know, the, the U.S. system is like it's stunningly bad. Like it's it's one of, it's like a it's a really dog shit like terribly written democratic system. Like it is it is designed not to function. Like that 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 was actually the point. Yeah, of yeah, it. yeah. There's like yes. a, there's a king, a thing that like you shouldn't have. 
like the the, the the president is supposed to, is supposed to be a king, right? Like I think like if 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 you go back and read like what the balance of powers was supposed to be, it was like they they're doing the Roman thing of like you need like you you need to combine a king and oligarchy and a democracy, and it's like well okay, so we have like a fucking king who could just like kill people. It's great. It's great. It's great. But you know, you know. Okay, so the the I think I think the 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 broad total argument that that I want to make here is that what what we have been seeing over the last about fifteen years, right, with the sort of movement of the squares, with the series of uprisings that we saw. I mean, you know, in twenty twenty in the U.S., but also like all over the world from about twenty eighteen to. I mean, I some there's still some of them are still going like yeah. now, right. You know, it, it, it's 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 been a reaction to sort of this, right? It's it's it, it, it's it's been a reaction to democracy as a legitimating principle not matching, like demo- like you know, even 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 what the principle is supposed to be, and then people going out into the streets and doing democracy, and the sort of clash between like democracy in theory and democracy in action mostly has resulted in democracy in action winning because. It, it it turns out the thing about republics is that they're really 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 good at creating like military apparatuses that are very hard to defeat by just purely fighting them. Yep. Sadly. Yeah. But however, comma. Sometimes they lose. <laughs> and you know, and, and as 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 the as the old IRA thing goes, they they have to get lucky every time. We only have to get lucky once. So. <laughs> You know, <laughs> keep collectively bargaining by riot. Yeah. What the fuck else are you gonna do? You know, like uh, vote. Like yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Vote <laughs> like, uh, like your life depends on it, kids. Uh, you can vote if you want to, right? Like uh, there, there are instances in which it might meaningfully reduce the cruelty of the state a little bit. In some places, sometimes, but yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna like take away the central fucking canard of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, do 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 democracy by rioting. That is our uh, uh, official legal position. This is legally, mm-hmm. I'm got, legally non-actionable, but also mm-hmm. legally actionable at the same time. This is called dialectics. <laughs> and yeah, this this is what it could happen here. Find us in the places. Uh, don't find us in the places. Mm-hmm. Read Yay. David Graeber. Yeah, do that. Read yeah. the Never Was a West. It's great. Nobody reads yeah, it. It's it's really people, good. People have been asking for a Graeber book because we keep talking about him. So yeah, read. I know. Read the Never Was a West. Uh, read towards an anarchist anthropology. Um, bullshit jobs. It's a good start if you've yeah. not read. Mo- mo- if if you if, if if you if you if you want to be the real Gravehead and read something that fucking no one has read, go read uh, towards an anthropological theory of value. I ran into one of my colleagues at the supermarket the other day, and we were talking about that. So. You Good can, book. You, no one yeah. has ever read it. Uh, it's no. uh, yeah, read more Graeber. It could happen here as a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. 
If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.